Welcome to Free Talk Live, the call-in talk radio show where you can take control of the airwaves. You can call in and talk about anything you want. The number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With me in the studio tonight, you've got your host, Bonnie. Hey, I'm Ian. And Joa. And normally we'd have Matt here, but he's off at WooFest. What is WooFest? Well, it's uh, technically called the Light and Liberty Festival. It's going on at Rogers Campground, where we have Porkfest and Forkfest. Mm -hmm. And um, it's for libertarians who are of the more spiritual or woo (laughs) mindset. (laughs) Woo-woo, I guess. That's like an insult, but they took it back. So, like, this includes people who might believe in aliens to uh, folks who are maybe of a new age, spiritual kind of religious mindset to Bigfoot fan. Like, what's the range Healing crystals. Crystals. Are there crystals there? All that stuff is going on there. I mean, you don't know. You've never been, but... Well, I'm in the chat because I was Ah, thinking about going, but I didn't want to go... Um, and so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a smaller Porcupine Freedom Festival with people who are of a liberty mindset, but they also have these other beliefs. Right? Yeah, um, Matt. Whenever he talks about it, he's always saying that one thing that annoys him is just like he's had psychic experiences his whole life, mm-hmm. and lots of libertarians he talked to are just so so their brain is all logical all the time that mm. they just can't conceive of things like that. So they just like, um, you know, laugh about it or whatever. And so the libertarians that, you know, they are of that mindset, they like to get together. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting because there's so many people up here in New Hampshire as part of this migration. I mean, Joe, that's the reason why you moved here. It's the reason yes. why I moved yeah. here. It's the reason Bonnie moved here. Uh, it was because there's a bunch of people coming together. And really the only thing that binds us all together is the belief in individual freedom. The idea that you own yourself and you should be free to make choices for your life, whether they be good or bad or whatever, the government shouldn't be involved. Um, you know, Some people would describe themselves as libertarian. Others might use the term anarchist or voluntarist or something like that. But that's where the similarities end. I mean, after that, you've got people who might be, you know, a dyed-in-the-wool Christian as far as their beliefs are concerned. You've got Arya's a Satanist. Um, then you've got, you know, spiritual folks or, you know, Jewish people or whatever, Muslims. I mean, there's people of all, not just religious beliefs, but also, as you pointed out here, some people, they're into having a psychic experience and other people are total skeptics uh, of that kind of thing. I'm kind of, I like to consider myself open-minded about that. I, I wouldn't say I've ever had a psychic experience. Um, certainly, I've been on the same wavelength as other people. Like Bonnie, you and I frequently will have the same thoughts at the same time. At, at the very most, I've had some really interesting dreams that help me. Like, you know, like uh, sometimes I can fly in my dreams. Sure. And I wake up and I feel really good because I was flying. Wow. Yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like a good flying dream? Yeah. Um, but, you know, whether or not you can read somebody else's mind or whether or not, you know, a psychic can tell your future. I think there's I think the skeptics, you know, are rightfully skeptical about these sorts of things because there's a lot of people out there who claim psychic ability and they are just straight up scam artists. I mean, there is a lot of scamming in the world of well, I think it's, it types into it taps into your psyches. Right. Like so like I got tarot card uh, read uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was like, wow. You nailed it. What I was thinking before, and like the cards really? were already dealt, and I just walked up to the table, and he's like, "All right, let me read your card." And I was like, "Whoa, 
You nailed it. What was it about? Like, did he ask you to ask a question in your mind or was it your... Yes. Uh, just have like something set in your own mind and then uh, he'd read off the cards. And, you know, maybe it worked for just about anything you thought of. But it was like, what, he nailed it. You yeah. know, it was pretty amazing. I've hmm. been around when my boss got her tarot read back in like 2016 and it was just so on point because I knew her so well. It's just like, wow, this is so on point for her. And I've what also... It, okay, but what does it do? Does it predict your future or does it just tell you about yourself or it, what does it do? It depends. Like when I got my tarot read by a guy that claimed to be a witch in 2015, he told me, ask a question, but in your mind, don't ask me. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to start reading your cards and telling you what I'm thinking. My, I was like, okay, so what will 2016 be like in my mind? I didn't say anything to him. And he started saying, like, all the stuff that seemed like it would be happening to me soon, it happened in 2016. It did. Yeah. Actually, uh, someone at the uh, Woo, Woo Fest, um, uh, Taron, um, mm-hmm. Taron Lupo, he does, uh, he has a YouTube channel that he, and he does, like, readings through his YouTube channel. And I actually did it in person uh, over at Pork Fest, and he nailed it. I mean, like, I, for the rest of the time I was at the festival, I was like, wow, it was, like, blown away that... And you get, you know, you get to keep the rock that you chose and all like that. And you get to make a choice. And mm. uh, it just like fell into place for me. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You know, that's on me. That's my experience. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you just got to try it and then maybe it does something for you. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't consider Taryn to be somebody who's a scam artist. So, I mean, they're, you know, it's. It may be difficult to pick out the scammers from the real ones. I just think that it's crazy to think that it would be impossible to do something like that, considering the fact that like almost everyone has had the experience of like somebody walks in the room and you get a vibe from them. Either, Mm -hmm. oh, this is not a good person. This is a bad person. Or like, oh, that person's in a bad mood. They haven't really said anything verbally. But there's all these nonverbal things going on that people can pick up on. That's true. I mean, vibrations are real. I mean, that's that's what the whole of quote-unquote reality is made out of, right? Like vibrations, whether it be light vibrations or whether it be, you know, a, a sound vibration. All of the, the, the things that we think are hard are really just vibrating at some low level and, yeah. you know, we can't pass through them. But there's a lot of air in those, those supposedly solid things. It's all different vibrations that we're interpreting with our senses so yeah and like something um, to that your your body language tells a lot too and um people know about this and they study this they actually like you know they'll go to school for it or uh, i remember there's a there's a book out there that an fbi uh former fbi agent wrote about body language and actually a lot of people who play poker read this book mm-hmm. and it makes sense you know tells yeah tells well very slight ones you know People have them for sure. So, anything else that you know of that's specifically going on out at the the Woo Fest? Yes, this week? on I think Monday or Tuesday, whatever was the first day of Woo Fest, they had a a like guided meditation with every single person there. Well, I don't know if some people opted out, but it, it was a lot of people doing a group meditation together. To I don't know what they would have called it, so I don't want to like make it sound crazy, but they were wanting to call a fifth dimensional being and they some of them have told me that they saw like six ufos hmm. wow and they're trying it again friday so i'm excited to hear what happens i wonder if they got video of the uh, the ufos i don't know i didn't ask that many questions <laughs> well they, i guess the aliens were supposed to come today according to uh the la bible uh, what was it? It was opinion. The L.A. Bible. Yeah, it's uh, it's a news uh, site, but it's a like opinion site. Um, I'll bring it up in in a little bit, but okay. uh, you know, people were predicting that aliens were 
going to be coming today. What were yeah. they supposed to do when uh, they got good here? Good question. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, just, just an encounter. Like, Where was it supposed to happen? Well, this is, this is a very vague, <laughs> vague article, but I, I'll, I'll go over it. But it was, it was definitely nailing certain aspects of where we are as a society. And hmm. we should probably expect these things. Like, maybe they did put us here like they seeded the earth with us or and it's like oh we're failing we gotta we gotta come back now and clean it up yeah we gotta make sure that we take care of this could they just like maybe uh do an a, i don't know some sort of a ray on the government that i don't want to kill them but just you know make them disappear maybe transport them to another planet or something like that let's just zap them and then poof gone well, maybe the uh the attendees at woo fest will throw that vibration hard enough out yeah, there yeah that'd be great and uh they'll come and visit them there and uh maybe they'll convince them to shut down the swamp yeah the, the meditation isn't a success until you actually get the aliens to land and help us out <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's that's what needs to happen and if any aliens are listening right now move to new hampshire so i mean good, <laughs> the good aliens the good ones bring us your ufo technology well, it is good that we have so many people here that people can find kind of their their crowd. They can find their people that are like them amongst the thousands of people who've moved here. Again, not everybody's going to get along, and that's okay because we have enough of a large enough movement to where you can be friends with the ones that you get along with, and you don't have to like try to hang out with the 10 libertarians that right. are in Los Angeles or whatever. Yeah, I felt very lonely where I was from. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. Okay, 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in about anything you want, talk about what we're talking about, or bring up your own subject. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. To call in and talk about anything that's on your mind or, or whatever we're talking about, you can call in to 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. It's Ian. And Joa. And we've been talking so far about libertarians that believe in aliens. <laughs> But I'd like to switch to talking about what me and Ian were just up to. Oh, yeah. Um, right before the show, Ian, there was a meeting at 5.30. What was it about? Yeah, um, so it was a, a meeting with some, I would say, movers and shakers in the realm of New Hampshire independence. The idea of uh, the state of New Hampshire declaring independence from the United States. And it's an idea that I think for a long time has had a fair amount of support, but we've yet to see any state representatives willing to actually step forward. Because I know there are a bunch of state reps that support the idea yeah. privately. Well, one but, of the terms that most uh, libertarians like to use is the word decentralized. And mm -hmm. if we can decentralize, uh, you know, who is in control and, you know, localize it, then we're going to be better off. You know? Absolutely. I can't imagine somebody out there thinks that we would be better off with the United States government. I mean, there's I'm just... I'm sure there's lots of people that think that, but they're well, if they sadly are, mistaken and I want to hear from them. If there's somebody out there at 603-283-6160, if you think we're better off with the United States government, I want to hear from you and I want to hear why. Because, go ahead, persuade me. Because I think, I agree with you, Joa, that decentralization 
is better. Having these yes. humongous governments. Look, it was true with the Soviet Union. Those former Soviet states, they're better off today yeah. than they were under the Soviet control. It's true of the EU. That's why the uh, Great Britain left. Like, screw this. We can make more decisions for ourselves. This isn't benefiting us. We're out of here. Right. And people voted for that. And I think the same thing is true of the United States. So, And well, people wondering, oh, how are you going to defend from foreign invasions? Well, New Hampshire has the most machine guns, as I heard. Per capita, is that right? Yeah, per capita. That's pretty good. That's a good start. And yeah. uh, New Hampshire has just a lot of guns, period. There's just, you know, yeah, whether it be yeah. machine guns or rifles or pistols or whatever, uh, shotguns. New Hampshire's got a lot of gun freedom. It has had gun freedom for many years. Even the Democrats in New Hampshire kind of get gun freedom and they sure. own guns in a lot of cases, were raised on farms and raised with, you know, shooting guns. Yeah, I so. saw a lady today that has like Bernie stickers all over her car. She was wearing a shirt that said, Trust the government. I mean, you can trust the government. Just ask any Native American. And I was just like, wow. So Yeah, she's an interesting lady. But uh, you know, so even like the lefties <laughs> kind of get it in, in New Hampshire. They know they can't they can't pass gun restrictions here very easily. Whenever there's a gun restriction proposal that shows up, the gun owners like crowd into the hearing chamber and it's just hours and hours of testimony about why this thing shouldn't pass. And it never does. Uh, New Hampshire, if anything, has actually loosened up on its gun freedoms oh, over the for years. Sure. And, like you still go to Vermont and you can see like gun racks and people's trucks and stuff still and like with the with the full shotgun or rifle right yep. there in the back of their window. Yeah, and Vermont also has a fair amount of gun freedoms yes. uh, as well. And, and it's no surprise that New Hampshire and Vermont are two of the safest states as far as violent crime and uh, and murder rates are concerned. But there are still, despite the freedoms that New Hampshire has when it comes to guns, if the federal government weren't in the way, we'd have even more. Because yeah. there's a whole lot of federal restrictions on what you can and can't buy legally in the United States. Um, not to mention that you know you'd have you wouldn't be paying income tax to the federal government anymore. You wouldn't be obligated to follow whatever stupid regulations they have you know for your business or you know whatever obligations that they've forced upon you. I mean that the, the amount of freedom that we would just instantly have by yeah. leaving the United States. During the meeting, I heard somebody say that we're like a donator to the federal government a donor state as it's called yeah yeah so what does that mean that so it sounds like more money leaves the state versus comes in that's correct say the feds so So they're just leeching on us anyway yes so every state there's a certain amount of money that is paid in income taxes to the federal government and then there's a certain amount that every state gets as far as like handouts right so if you for instance in a lot of states if you agree to have a seatbelt law the federal government will give you two million dollars a year or whatever the amount is so there's all these uh you know these giveaways if you will uh, these agreements there's also a bunch of federal money that goes out for you know internet and for uh trying to indoctrinate children so there's a bunch of money that goes to schools there's all kinds of grants there's all kinds of these things it's endless really and and they all come with strings attached exactly so you don't just get a million dollars for some program that you have at the state level you you have to do X, Y, and Z. So if you want the federal money for schools, you have to implement the federal curriculum. You have to put in the federal drug enforcement uh, agent or whatever. Like there's all mm-hmm. kinds of things. So all of those things would go away with secession. So we shouldn't use the term secession. That's one of the things we talked about. New Hampshire independence. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's a much more friendly way of talking about what we want to see happen. One of the things that I don't think got brought up during the meeting, but is very important to think about is the government has been wanting to talking about i'm not sure if they already decided they're going to but talking about deploying like federal police to every state i don't think we need that 
Well, they already have that. But uh, what was didn't you hear about that earlier this year? Are like you saying like patrolling our streets kind of thing? Yeah, they have their own headquarters and patrol our streets, but federal police. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I had I've not heard that proposal. Um, I know that we already have the Federal Protective Service, which does. Uh, it it propose you know it'll go anywhere where there's any federal office. So there's federal you know agencies everywhere here in. in I can pull up a story about it. It's not something that already exists. So it would be a new federal police. Yeah, they state. want to add more to each state. Yeah, there's already the FBI there in every state. Yep. Uh, the Federal Protective Service, if you do something at a federal office, like, for instance, years ago, Russell Canning uh, went to the IRS office and his wife actually went there to do a protest. They got arrested. It was the Federal Protective Service that came out to protect the IRS. We, we also have the Border Patrol, right? So anything within That's 50 miles of the border is considered, you know, I think it's a federal miles. control. Is it 100, 100 miles? miles oh, yeah, okay. which is most of New Hampshire. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, we should just get the FBI out of our state. I totally agree. I mean, I think the federal government should get out of the the uh, New Hampshire and all these other states Everyone, as well. I, they should be out of everyone's lives, yeah. honestly. Um, and I think it would be a huge boon to the economy. We'd have way more freedom to run a business. We'd have more freedom to choose what kind of money that we want because we wouldn't be tied uh, necessarily to the, the U.S. dollar and I think we could protect ourselves. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't think that's really a concern. I know a lot of the conservatives, that's going to be their main objection is that they love the military and they want to keep the military. It's like, hey, look, we could form our own military. You could. And it could be done on a voluntary basis and it could be funded voluntarily as well. Like, I don't want a tax funded military. If you if you think defense is a good thing, put your money towards it. Yeah. These socialized uh, defense, including police forces. Yeah, that's the thing. You're right, Bonnie. Desocialize is a good word there. And I think a lot of conservatives would not want to admit that the military is a socialist program. Yeah, when Joa and I went to uh, counter-protest some right-wingers who were in Keene Central Square, uh, Square saying things like, defend the police, we want to give more money to the uh, police, uh, back the blue and all this stuff, mm-hmm. Joa and I went to counter-protest them, and I kept saying to them, you're, you're the, you guys are socialists, and they did not understand that. They're like, y'all are the socialists, I pay for you to sit on the couch and smoke joints all day. <laughs> I was like, um, no, you don't. Ridiculous. Yeah. They don't understand they're socialists. Nope. Um, I love being facetious with them. It was hilarious. Like, it was hilarious. Okay, 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Brute force. Intransigent defiance. Adamantine will. These are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the world breakers arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World breakers. Stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BaneBooks.com. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. You can call in it, call in and talk about anything that's on your mind or just uh, bring up whatever we're talking about. I mean, sorry, you can comment on whatever we're talking about. So far, we've been talking about aliens and secession. But I want to talk to you right now about Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. 
You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There is no longer an excuse for ignoring this important, world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news all on a slick and easy-to-use website. That's Bitcoin.com. And I'm just going to go straight to the phones. We have Greg calling from New York. Greg, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you just great. Can you hear me? Yeah, and you said you wanted to talk about intermediaries. Yes, I want to talk about disintermediation. I brought it up last night. Um, and I had more to say about it. Um, what, what is it? What is disintermediation? Disintermediation is when you have intermediaries carrying your messages between people, uh, effectu- effectuating your transactions. So, for example, a bank, if I send you money on Zelle or whatever, the banks are the ones that are moving those little numbers in the computers. So cutting out um, the middleman is another way to put that then? Yeah, probably okay. an easier way to say it. Yeah. So um, the thing is, the government relies on these middlemen because they can squeeze them for getting to you, you know, or making sure that you are not able to do these things anymore. Um, when it comes to big tech, you know, Facebook, etc., we somehow got into a place where we're all uh, communicating on these privately owned giant platforms. Uh, and the government is looking to sort of do something about them, or maybe not. No one's really sure what you're supposed to do. Um, whereas, you know, disintermediating that would be like peer-to-peer social networking, uh, which is not a very robust space right now. Mm-mm. But when it comes to uh, transactions, you know, in the last 10 years since Bitcoin, we've got so many different choices now of peer-to-peer networks. Some are encrypted, like Monero, or I should say they're private. And others are not. Uh, Bitcoin, I would say, is like not really private. You know, everything is public. Uh, but you could say you're, you're, you could stay anonymous if you, you know, until you're finally revealed. Mm-hmm. And if you're revealed, you can sort of like publish your private key. So you could say anybody was anybody could have been anybody. You know what I mean? So you can sort of stay anonymous by publishing your private key. Um, but anyway, so my point is this. The government seems to be, the U.S. government, really interested to dox people who are engaging in financial transactions uh, because they would like to see more taxes paid to the IRS. Yeah, and they also want to know about you. They want to know everything that you're doing, not just because they want to tax you, but because they also want to control you. They want to have the ability to know what you're buying at the grocery store. They want to have the uh, the knowledge of when you go to the store, when you go to get gasoline. They want right. to know everything about you because they're obsessed with control. Like they have easy well, passes in cars, right? Sure. That's the most obvious. That's where it gets dangerous because, yeah, first you understand what everyone is doing, and then you could do what they're doing in China, for example, the social credit system, yeah. where essentially, you know, it's very antithetical to liberal democracy. They're basically saying, it's interesting, rather than arresting you, let's say, as the U.S. does for drug sales or possession or I don't know, whatever, uh, and putting you in, in the largest uh, prison system, they will kind of take away your rights little by little and you get the point. But the problem is that they won't just do it for drugs or whatever. They'll also do it for 
criticizing the government or doing mm-hmm. something that they, you know, not being a good citizen or some whatever. Yeah, and they so already admitted this way. year. Yeah, sorry. They already admitted this year that they want to go over people who are critical of the government or who think the government is illegitimate, which it is. Well, that's the thing. So, you know, it starts like that and then it goes, see, there's dangers both ways. So the other way is end-to-end encryption. You know, you could say that people could do murder for hire or they could do... Uh, child, um, you know, they, they could do uh, sex trafficking or terrorists could plan their next attack on an encrypted, uh, you know, service. So Sounds like the government there. is, you're talking about the government here? <laughs> what they do? <laughs> well, so, I mean, so there is danger, obviously, uh, in letting anyone do anything in secret. But on the other hand, there's danger uh, in letting the government see everything. What I would like to say is, in my experience, I found if you're sneaking around behind the government's back with encryption, the problem is you've already lost because the problem is your government is to, you, you got to change your government. Uh, sneaking around is a last resort. You don't want your government to have a social credit system in the first place. That's the real solution is try to improve your society. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is that's coming. I mean, they're already rolling out a caste system with the vaccinated versus unvaccinated. They've got their little health pass uh, that they're rolling out. In Philadelphia, they're saying that unvaccinated people have to wear two masks. Los Angeles now, San Francisco also coming on board as the newest cities that are going to require the vaccine passport in order to uh, go into any sort of indoor public space, such as restaurants, movie theaters, concert venues, gyms. We already saw New York City announcing that just within, I think, a week from today. And now San Francisco and Los Angeles are jumping on board. It's only a matter of time before we see entire states uh, mandating this. And so you basically have a, a caste system which could very well easily lead to what you're talking about with this I've seen social on, credit. On the opposite side of things is that uh, last week we were talking about this Italian restaurant. I think it was in um, Huntington was, Beach, the it, one where... Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and he, he's like, I, I only want uh, unvaccinated people to come to my restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so I support that. I mean, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't discriminate, but, you know, it's I think his it's right. important. It's his right. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Apple is very Great. interesting. No one's really talking about this. Apple has implemented a new system where your phone will scan your photos. Oh, on we your talked phone. about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that, talk, yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about it. Apple OS, uh, iOS 15 is supposedly when that's going to begin, presuming they weren't already secretly doing it. Um, but yeah, that's that's something that's pretty yeah. scary. They're going to be scanning everybody with iOS 15 on their phones uh, through their pictures, and it, they're going to report if they have child pornography, which... Could you know? There's so many issues you could run into with that, like something that looks like you know, but it isn't actually anything like that. You know, CP. Someone should develop an app to scan all government officials' phones, make sure they're not fascists. (laughs) (laughs) I think they pretty much all are. Greg, anything else you want to share? I just wanted to say it's uh, all sides of the same coin. End-to-end encryption is what enables uh, private communication and private transactions. What's interesting is that we've sort of allowed end-to-end encryption to take hold. There are countries that don't, like Monaco, Dubai, uh, you know, uh, Emirates. They they actually ban encryption. You can't use encryption really? in the country. Wow. Yeah. So legally, I mean, people are using WebRTC. People are probably using Skype. But technically, it's not legal to do so. <sighs> but how um, would they know if it's encrypted? I mean... Uh, it's using a protocol, I guess, that they yeah. can see. Is, yeah. But anyway, um, all I'm trying to say is 
I'm actually agnostic. I, I used to like believe that end-to-end encryption was super important until I realized it's actually a symptom of your government that you have to sneak around and uh, encrypt things. Uh, you know, I, I think you should encrypt things um, when you're trying to, you know, hide them from your neighbor or whatever for privacy. But uh, if there is a due process and they, in a court case, they need to subpoena the uh, the evidence, there should be decryption keys. I think. Uh, you think the government should government. have decryption keys? I didn't say the courts were going to be run by the government. I think our societies should have a due process, whether it's centralized or whether it's the polycentric. I don't think the encryption people will ever agree to that. No. I mean, there's no, there's no way that uh, you know the people who create encryption are ever going to agree to having a master key out because it's ripe for abuse. Thanks for the call, Greg. I appreciate it, man. I believe in privacy. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think out there about uh, de-intermediarizing? I'm not sure how you would say that. Uh, taking out the middleman. This is Free Talk Live. back to free talk live it's a live call-in talk radio show where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind 603-283-6160 is the number you need to get on the air with us 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight you have me bonnie it's ian and joa and last call we had brought up a topic that is kind of related to some show prep Joe had. Um, should cops be implementing? You know the. You know what am I trying to say? Not implementing well, well, laws. The, uh, the the caller was talking about how um, you know the encryption and uh, cryptocurrencies is not really secure, and that everything is really open. Right? Is that what he's, he was going for on that? Um, I think he was. It was a little more of a deeper opinion than that. He he seemed to sort of support encryption, but at the same time, he was saying that courts, even if they weren't run by the government, should be able to break encryption. Uh, yeah. yeah, because mm-hmm. he made a comment that um, I wanted to touch on, but I didn't really get to last segment where he was saying, "Well, with encrypted things like Monero, you can do illegal things." And I just wanted to say, yeah, like with cash, you can do that with cash, sure, right? Anyways, so Joa should cops well, be in that's the not, world of crypto? Well, the the article is saying that the uh, from the Bloomberg opinion, uh, the new crypto economy could use a cop on the beat, um, and uh, Bitcoin and its ilk were supposed to eliminate financial intermediaries. Instead, the middlemen are piling up and creating a new sort of systemic risk. So, uh, yeah, I think what I think what the uh, they're trying to talk about here is that you know. It's creating another problem that they need the government needs to like start following more of so that they can basically track us, right? What's the uh, problem exactly? Um, well, the problem is that they are losing control. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously right. they're losing control. That's what the whole point of it is. Oh, and of course, yeah. Is that what this person's saying? I mean, do you want to read the the piece? Sure, I'll read more of this. Uh, uh, there's an irony in the rise of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Uh, they were supposed to usher in a new paradigm of finance. Uh, uh, 
obviating the need to trust centralized institutions, yet people are increasingly interacting with them through precisely such institutions. Hardly a week goes by without news of some financial intermediary, some well-known as Fidelity or Goldman Sachs, others less so, delving into the largely unregulated unregulated realm, seeking to profit from the speculative fever, uh, fervor. Um, yeah, that, that much is true as far as uh, we are seeing intermediaries pop up in the world of cryptocurrency. It, right. it certainly wasn't the vision of Satoshi Nakamoto. I mean, Bitcoin was created as a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. You look at the white paper, that's what it's titled. That's what it was supposed to be. But I don't think it's you know unpredictable or unbelievable that this would happen because not everyone is ready to be their own bank. Not everyone right. is ready to take on that that level of responsibility. I mean, I'm somebody who's done a lot of crypto outreach. I've, I've helped a lot of people get set up with their first crypto wallet, and I've seen a lot of people fail at it. I've yeah. seen people, you know, and I've told them, write down your backup phrase. Oh, sure. You know, write down your username, write down your password, and they don't take it seriously and then their phone gets dropped in a in a toilet or something, you know, something breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they get a new phone and they call me up and say, hey, where's my crypto? And then right. I said, well, did you write down your backup phrase? What do you mean? Well, sorry. It's, yeah. it's gone forever. However much you had, hopefully it was only a few bucks worth because it's not right. coming back. You can't get access to it. That lack of responsibility is really just a symptom of a nanny state government that we have. Uh, maybe uh, or maybe the nanny state government's a symptom of people's lack of responsibility. I mean, chicken yeah. or the egg. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I think over time they've taken away people's like thought process that, you know, you should be in charge of things like teaching your children math and reading. Like we don't do that anymore. No, they have taken that away from people. You're right. I mean, the government has taken responsibility. And people have allowed the responsibility to be taken. So there's an argument that that's exactly what people wanted, that the government's only giving people what they want in that particular way. Look, people still in, uh, argue about, and the news always uh, brings it up, is, uh, oh, what do you think about self-checkout lines? Oh, come on, people. Like, the, there's more important things to be, like, talking about. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, if anything, I find it a convenience, but it's the whole other topic. Uh, it saves me time. And sure. if it saves me time, I can make more money. You know, so why, you know, don't this things that are actually helping the world. I think we need to eliminate jobs that are, you know, low skilled, tedious. Like, Oh, yeah. I think grocery stores should be a giant vending machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I say the only reason that people are still working at Target is because they haven't figured out that they don't need to work at Target. Yep. Like there's other things you could be doing. Sure. And and I'm I'm with you as far as let's encourage people to be more responsible. Let's put whatever incentives are in pla- you know, we can put in place to encourage that responsibility. But I think the reality is, and I think we've seen it crystal clear over the last year and a half with COVID and how people responded to that, is people don't want responsibility. People want to be told what to do. They want to have somebody out there be their big mommy and daddy in government, and yeah. they want to feel safe. And that's why they love the government. And, and that's why uh, Jeremy Kaufman was absolutely right in the debate that he had with the Libertarian Party chick uh, to explain why it was that the Free State Project and that migrating libertarians to New Hampshire is the best bet. Because the fact is, if it's true what I'm saying about people, and it sure as hell looks like it's true based on the huge numbers of people that love to mask up, love to obey the government, mm-hmm. love to pay taxes and you know be controlled and told what to do, 
We're not changing those people's minds. It doesn't matter. I mean, the Libertarian Party has been trying for 50 years to change those people's minds. Right. And they haven't gotten more than 2% in any kind of like federal election mm-hmm. ever. Or even just a, a House seat. You're no. not going to see that. And that's because people want, whether they want to be controlled themselves, they can't let go of the desire to control others at the very least. But I think a lot of people want to be told what to do. They seem to be into it. And so, you know, what are the chances we're ever going to swing those people into our belief system? We're not going to. That's why we've got to get people together. That's why people need to leave where they are. If you're in Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York City, Philadelphia, Hawaii, these places where they're they're just cranking back up with the, the, the police state and the tyranny and the mask mandates and all this stuff, the, the vaccine mandates, you think it's going to get better where you are? I mean, mm-hmm. are the restaurants really that good? Is that why you're staying there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? The restaurants are going to be closed this winter. Yeah. A the, lot more of them are going to go out of business. These, uh, if you're not from New Hampshire, you're not living in New Hampshire... Come on up here, go to WooFest, fix your spiritual realm, and get things working again. You if know? you believe in liberty. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, we don't want people that, that believe in slavery True. Uh, to come here. But yeah, I want to hear more if you've, if you've got more uh, of this sure. opinion piece. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, uh, the crypto was supposed to render governments and banks obsolete. Mm-hmm. In their place, so, uh, software protocols would issue money in the form of digital tokens and voluntary network of computers. Uh, would maintain a public ledger or blockchain that allowed people to transact directly using cryptographic keys to demonstrate ownership. Uh, Yet, this brave new world has its own problems. Uh, Security is a constant issue, as this week's $600 million hack on the Poly Network Protocol. uh, Ooh, I heard about that. Yeah, these (sighs) never stop. And I almost feel like these are... You know, set up inside jabs. Yeah, Some, they could be. Yeah. I believe that about the pipeline. This Hack. is distribution of wealth when they ever do this. And it, you know, let's just say it's someone in the government. Let's be a conspiracy theorist. Someone in the government's like doing that. Like this is how they're going to get control of crypto. It just keep you know making up these threats. And guess what? Taxpayers have to pay for crypto. You know, and buy up something, some exchange, and throw money at that. I don't know. It just disappears. It's just crazy. Um. But yeah, so it goes on to say there is no help desk uh, to contact if you send tokens to the wrong address or your keys are lost or stolen, which has happened to me, by the way. (laughs) I've had I've lost some stuff. Yeah. And it's a learning lesson, right? It is. Yeah. You got to learn the hard way in life. Uh, I really learned not to keep my money in the uh, the fiat currencies and uh, and the bank is definitely the least trusty trusting thing out there. They're the ones that are trying to control everything. So why would I want to keep my money with them? You know? Uh, so while price swings render uh, cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin largely useless for saving or savings or purchases, other than the illegal kind. Oh, okay. Uh, the computing that's power, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, cryptocurrencies are way better than uh, a savings account. I mean, if you just look at yeah, day to day they're going to go up and down. So if you put something into crypto today, it might go down tomorrow. Sure. And we can't guarantee you that it's ever going to go up again, but it sure does look like it's going to. I mean, over time, crypto, not just Bitcoin, but a lot of them, have rallied up and, and, and have had price increases over time. I mean, it's it's tend to tends to be a pretty good uh, investment to do what call is called dollar cost averaging, yeah. where you drop some dollars into your favorite crypto once a week. Or it's natural, whatever. unlike what government does. You know. Yeah. What do you think? Do you want to be in control of your finances? Call us at 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. 
when Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. If you want to get on the show with us and talk about whatever is on your mind, you can call 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight we've been talking about aliens, uh, New Hampshire independence, and crypto. And you're in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And Ian. And Joa. And Joa, you can, uh, if you don't mind, continue reading that article we were on, Should There Be a cop on the beat if people are going to be out there trading cryptocurrency well it's saying here that uh as more money flows into the gray area no alien pun intended uh (laughs) the the greater uh the greater the systematic risks uh suppose an attempted exodus from bitcoin overwhelmed crypto exchanges rendering trading impossible uh investment funds might have to sell other assets uh to meet redemptions a dam- dynamic that can be uh, destabilized, destabilizing markets, particularly when leveraged leverage is involved. Or suppose a problem at Paxos uh, stranded crypto balances at PayPal. The rush to pull money out. Um, I got a I screenshot of the article because they, they make you pay for it, right? So I've, before you go on, um, he's talking about a theoretical situation where there's a huge rush to sell cryptocurrency. So that's the run and, on the market that Elizabeth Warren is talking about? Maybe. And there's a story that I have about um, this Elizabeth Warren and her opinion on a run on crypto. Uh, so I'm just trying to imagine this for a moment. So if there's a bunch of people that want to sell their crypto then that's going to be a huge buying opportunity because a lot of people are you know would love to get crypto at a discount right yeah, if it goes oh, sure. on sale so if people are rushing to sell that means the price could go down right because yeah. if most people are dumping their crypto then that also means that inevitably people are going to get on to to make purchases but i guess the person's concerned that all of this activity the exchanges wouldn't be able to handle and we did see a situation uh, in 2017, where that first, well, I can't call it the first big price spike, but one of the largest, larger price spikes that happened mm-hmm. was when crypto or Bitcoin hit $19,000 for the very first time ever. And, and there was a big run up to that where it was, you know, 7,000, 8,000, 9,000, just kept on going up over a period of s- several weeks. And the exchanges were having issues with onboarding new customers. There was a sure. high demand. In this case, it was a demand to purchase bitcoin not so much to sell there was a huge rush for people to purchase and we did see what happened which was uh the exchanges actually some of them said 
we're locking out new customers. We don't want to do this because obviously we want new customers, but honestly, we can't handle the volume. We can't handle like the onboarding process because for every new customer that comes onto an exchange, they all have to go through what's called a KYC or a know your customer yeah. process where each new customer has to show an ID. They have to type in their you know social security or whatever. Identity. They could just stop doing that. Well, they could, but then they'd get arrested and thrown into a prison cell if they're uh, based in the United States or in most countries around the world. Most countries have know your customer, anti-money laundering, anti-terrorism requirements. Mm-hmm. So they, they all feel like they have to do that to some extent. Although, to be fair, some exchanges are actually pretty decent and they'll allow you to create an account and give give you like up to a bitcoin's worth of trading every day or like two bitcoins worth right. of trading which for most people is way more than what they'll ever need to to trade sure. right sure. on a daily basis i mean how many people are going to want to trade $100,000 worth or $70,000 worth of of coins in one a day, day yeah so i mean there are some exchanges where you can just kind of sign up with an email address and and get access to uh, to that but none of those exchanges will allow you to deposit dollars so you can't actually so those are exchanges where you can only do crypto to crypto trades. Right. You can't you can't like send them a wire transfer. They so you basically needed crypto are. to go into these exchanges in the first place and then you Correct. couldn't couldn't just like attach your bank account and stop purchasing. Not to those right, right. sorts of exchanges. All of those, if you're gonna attach a bank account, they gotta know who you are. Oh yeah. So yeah. but just to, you know, get back to this guy's concern is well, you know, what happens if there's too many people coming in and then, you know, the the exchanges can't handle it? Well, Oh, well, I mean, you know, you're not up. You don't have a guarantee that you're going to have a spot at the exchange. I mean, the exchanges want to bring you in. They did, you know, hire more customer service people. They hired more tech people. They, yeah, I was they, thinking they probably got better since then. They since did. Crypto's gotten bigger, more it, mainstream. Yeah. And it was it was growing pains. You know, every business mm-hmm. that's succeeding that is growing has these, you know, a phase where they just can't handle what's what's coming in, and and that that's for instance like the Goldback guys. Uh, we talked about Goldbacks here on Free Talk Live. Goldback was so popular um, for listeners that don't know. It's a it's actually a gold currency, gold artwork. I mean, just yeah. beautiful looking these gold pieces that have as low as one one thousandth of an ounce of gold in the actual piece. It's like the size and, of a yeah, dollar. They can fit in your wallet. Yeah. That's it's a really nice convenient thing that they created. There, it's so They're gorgeous, like a bill. They're- Flat currency. Yeah, it's amazing. The technology behind it is really awesome, yeah. and it's something that makes it makes gold useful again. And what they were doing originally was they were giving away one gold back, so one one-thousandth of an ounce of gold, so the, the lowest denomination, to anyone who would sign up at the uh, UPMA, which is the United Precious Metals Association. And they had so many sign-ups... They didn't have to advertise this. It's just the word of right. mouth just, got around. Just natural. And at, at some point, they were like, we, we've got to stop this. We can't handle the influx of people. We can't. If we have any ads somewhere, turn them off. We can't take this. We, we're so backed up. The Goldback people yeah. are so backed up with orders. It was literally taking weeks and weeks for people to get their orders I in. I mean, if there, was, if there was one vendor that stayed busy the whole time at Porkfest, that was the, the Goldback table? Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Because no nice. one wanted to use their crypto right. when it was so low. <laughs> Like I'm not gonna buy 
you know, I, I make a joke about this because I got a I got a Bitcoin years ago uh, just from listening mm. to a speech, and I bought a smoothie with it. Oh, a oh, Bitcoin, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I ever owned Bitcoin. Uh, but like, this it's the same idea. Like, you don't want to be using that uh, Bitcoin, and then uh, a few years later, it's worth uh, sixty thousand dollars. You know, it's like. <laughs> but the good news is there are a lot of exchanges out there. There's probably thousands of them. I mean, whether you can trust them all or not is another question. Yeah. Um, and we're going to start seeing more decentralization of exchanges as well, because especially now with the the federal government is looking to crack down on crypto. Get their hands in it. Uh, the, this infrastructure bill has been freaking out a lot of the crypto people because it's talking about regulating, you know, it depends on the way you interpret the language. I haven't read it, but yeah. I've read some interpretations of it who say that it could interpret that miners, uh, the crypto miners would then become what are considered quote-unquote brokers under, the, under this bill wow. and they'd have to start paying taxes or something like that Oof. or... Doing yeah. know your customer on nodes or something. It's getting really complicated. It's getting really crazy. And so I think, uh, you know, the market hopefully is going to get away from these centralized exchanges and move mm. towards decentralized exchanges, which we've yet to really see a really successful example of a decentralized, decentralized exchange. And, and the reason for that is not that the technology isn't there because it's kind of there at this point. It's because... People are happy with the centralized exchanges. They've, you know, they haven't been hacked too many times and you you shouldn't keep your crypto on them. But if you need to change a crypto into a different crypto, you got plenty of options and it's usually fairly, you know, fairly smooth. But as the government keeps cranking the regulations up and the control on these centralized exchanges, people are going to get sick of it and they're going to start demanding another option where they don't have to follow well, know your customer. Let me continue here and yeah, remind sure. people what's happening here is uh, so current and former regulators including SEC uh chair Gary Gensler are well aware of the dangers. Uh ideally Congress would grant the SEC or the CFTC clear authority over cryptocurrencies along with the resources needed to exercise it. This would allow them to subject exchanges and custodians to requirements uh, commensurate uh, to the risks. Um, commensurate, sorry, commensurate to the risk. Um, and if Congress uh, fails to act, uh, regulators can still make progress. As Gensler has noted, the SEC can expand its authority by designated digital tokens as securities. Where regulators, which they're trying to do. Yeah? Sorry, I just wanted to say, regulators don't make proce- progress, they hinder progress. That's absolutely true. And that's what they're doing to the, as he said there, targeting tokens, calling them so-called securities. And that's what they're coming after the folks over at Library and Odyssey with. Right. Uh, they yeah. they hit them with a lawsuit. Well, why don't they go after Chuck E. Cheese, too, you know? <laughs> the tokens. <laughs> yeah, go to Fun Spot. Yeah, Fun Spot. What do you don't, think? No, Does, don't go after Fun Spot. No, we love Fun, fun Spot. Do you cryptocurrency users need the government's help? Uh, call in at 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're here tonight talking about cryptocurrency, but you can call in with whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160. 
that's the number you need to call in to get on the show with us tonight, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And it's Ian. And Joa. And Joa was reading to us an article from Bloomberg, um, an opinion piece apparently, about cryptocurrency. Should it be more regulated? Well, obviously not. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. obvious to us, but the regulators disagree. Oh, yeah, because their livelihoods are being threatened because they can't extort us easier. You know, they can't extort us in the ways that they were doing it before. So they have to find new avenues, right? Well, cryptocurrency is dangerous. People could get hurt, Joa. I mean, don't we need government bureaucrats out there to help keep people safe? I don't know. I've never got a, a paper cut from a Bitcoin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no, like, uh, you know, people use U.S. dollars or, you know, Federal Reserve notes, ferns. They, they use those to do all kinds of evil things all the time. Yeah, and there's tons of fraud out there with the U.S. dollar. I mean, there's all kinds of scams that hit people. I mean, we've target had... Target gift cards. Yeah, target gift cards are one of the things. But, but what happens is, like, somebody will call up... Uh, on a landline telephone, and they know if you get a landline, you're probably old, right? Because young people don't have landlines. Possibly. And so, you know, they call up the landline phone numbers, and they say things like, we're with the federal government, and you owe us money. You press one to be connected <laughs> with an operator. And, you know, and then they press one, and it's like, hello, we're with the IRS, and you uh, you, you must pay us. Yeah, they, these scams have been going on since before sure. cryptocurrency, except they then have the person to go down to their bank and then send a wire transfer to Nigeria right. or, you know, India or whatever, and then, you know, they just got scammed. I know a girl who's only a couple years older than me, so in her 20s, they got scammed earlier this year because she got a call on her cell phone and they told her, like, this is the IRS, and you owe us money. You didn't pay enough taxes last year. You got to go buy Target gift cards and wow. send it to to us, as if that would ever really happen. She just freaked out and did it and mm. lost, like, $2,000. <sighs> and she's in her 20s? Yeah, I thought that was Jeez. insane that she would fall for something Yeah, these like individual that. attacks are ridiculous, but, like, the bigger picture of it is that, you know, cryptocurrencies are not funding wars, uh, illegal wars. It's U.S. dollars. Yep. And oil, chain, oil exchanges. Like that, you know, all kinds of things that they're doing, uh, resources and just, uh, it's terrible. It's and terrible. politicians who reg- routinely sexually abuse people oh, with sure. the dollar. Dollars are getting paid for the, yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your tax dollars uh, contributed to the 11 uh, officers at the Sununu Youth Detention Center here in New Hampshire. The ones that were molesting kids, you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, and they it, got it, cash bail. Yeah, they, yeah, and more exchanges of U.S. dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, apparently you can hold a, uh, a firearm to a child's head while they, you know, um, have their way with them. And I'm not just talking about one person. Horrifying. Multiple people. Wow. At gunpoint. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, bail. They got bail. <laughs> while our friend Nobody is still behind bars mm-hmm. for yeah. allegedly selling Bitcoin. It's possibly oh, illegal, and it's just been weeks since... His last hearing. It has. I haven't heard anything about it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess the judge is trying to make his decision on this. I don't think it's very hard. There was, I'll say this, there apparently was an in-chambers conference today with nobody's attorneys, so there okay. might be some sort of news soon. I haven't heard anything because obviously nobody can't call me. Uh, we can't legally talk under these insane bail conditions, but I do, you know, I get the updates from Pacer. Yeah. So uh, courtlistener.com's got them for free. 
but there's there was a conference today. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Well, uh, it, when, it, when it comes relative to like uh, something we were talking oh, about last news. week. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, there's an in-chambers meeting and the judge said he's going to release Rich with conditions <gasps> that the defense and the government must negotiate. Okay. Wow. All right. Sweet. Yeah, That's that. great. That's really great news. I yeah. just checked. It's fantastic. Now, now, I'm sure they're going to want a bunch of money or who knows what the conditions are going to be. They're going to be restrictive. I know the judge did say during the hearing he would likely prohibit nobody from being on Free Talk Live. Which is ridiculous. Hopefully he can get that just taken away after yeah. the fact anyway, because that's a clear, dis- I mean, not discrimination, but clear infringement on his uh, First Amendment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because he could call Free Talk Live from the jail cell as long as I'm not on the air, and you know he could be on the air that way, and he has done that. Well, even if, it, even if it was the Bitcoin thing, that's declared New Hampshire as free speech, right? Code on a computer is considered free speech. Yeah. If I only, know you guys are not allowed to really talk about it. But. If only New Hampshire were its own place, and it didn't have the federal government lording over it. So let's go on with more of your story. I think sure. you were um, just getting into the... Uh, the excuses that they have for oh, why yeah. they want to control yeah. cryptocurrency. Yeah, you know they want to. Uh, they uh, they can also use it as a a way to uh, approve ETFs. You know, granting approval only if they interact with exchanges uh, meeting SEC like regu- regulatory requirements that would apply uh, pressure to comply on the exchanges concerned, and like. Uh, so bank supervisors too have a role to play, right? So, you know, it, I don't know. This is the, they they go on and talk about PayPal and Cash App, and I don't really want to go into all that because, mm. like, this is what they do in all these articles. But, uh, but for all the irrational exuberance they've inspired, digital assets and the blockchain may yet have valuable applications. And I guess they're talking about just cryptocurrency in general there. Mm-hmm. Um, and help transform finance uh, in desirable ways, but if they've uh, if they're to realize this potential without doing unnecessary damage along the way, some new regulations is going to be needed. Oh, thanks for your opinion, Bloomberg. Mm. You know, no, we don't need that. We don't. We don't. We we what, what we need is privacy mm. because that's what makes us individuals. You know, you start taking away our privacy, then who are we? We're just going to merge into this big gray atmosphere of uh, what the do you Borg. call? Yeah. Hive minds. Yes, exactly. Drones. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I got to agree with you that you know regulation is not going to help uh, people. It's not going to protect people. It's not going to do any of those yeah. things. That's of course what they've always said. I mean, this is historically the regulators' excuse. It's, oh, well, bad things could happen, so you need us to help stop bad things from happening. If you don't want to and lose money with cryptocurrency, you don't sell when it goes down. That's a good, that's pretty good advice, generally. Yeah. Um, and we don't give uh, financial advice here because we're not uh, you know legal financial advisors or whatever, but from what I've seen, that's tended to be uh, a good strategy. Yes. Mm. But the regulators have, from time immemorial, said that you need us to create regulations to help keep customers safe, and it's just a lie. The truth is, regulations keep businesses from com- uh, competitors, like keep competitors out of the marketplace, keep upstarts, keep innovators out. If Uber and Lyft, and I'm no fan of these corporations, right? They are corporations, they're big companies, they suck in a lot of ways. Mm. But what they did do was they innovated 
and they did it without asking permission and that was the key to their success was and arguably they still aren't even profitable but in theory if they if yeah. they weren't humongous well I'm sure if the government got out of the way they would be profitable yeah if they didn't have to fight legal fights in every yeah. single jurisdiction and pay tremendous legal bills but they didn't ask permission to create their business they just put it out there right and uh, and if they'd asked permission then the regulators would have said whoa you can't do that right and they would have they would have killed it in the cradle so to speak 603-283-6160. We'll be right back. This is Free Talk Live. After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back, and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew, Ben, are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean, and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you can control. You can call in at 603-283-6160. Talk about anything that's on your mind. Talk about your opinions about what we're talking about. Either way, 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, it's me, Bonnie. It's me, Ian. And Joa. And so far, we've been talking about all kinds of different things, mostly crypto-related. Are we going to continue on with the Bloomberg story? Or I think we're done with done. that. Yeah. Um, I've got the Elizabeth Warren, though, who is sort of a related story, if you want to hear that. Well, yeah, she's an alien, right? I don't know, but uh, she's ugly. I mean, you know, like an alien. But that's true for most politicians. Well, she they... probably claimed to be an alien. She'd be, she'd be like, I got one one thousandths or something. Like that. <laughs> when the aliens come, she's like, I'm actually part alien. Yeah. So what is she saying? Uh, according to news.bitcoin.com, this is a story from a few days ago. This uh, Elizabeth Warren, a longtime Bitcoin skeptic, has shared her view of the benefits of cryptocurrencies while noting that, quote, the biggest upside to cryptocurrency could be expansion or democratization of access to the financial system, unquote. She warned the crypto industry may need a federal bailout if something goes wrong, such as a, quote, run on crypto. So when she says the crypto industry, is she talking about like Gemini and Kraken? These exchanges that so you're referring to? Yeah. They might need a, a bailout. That's just so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, but here's the story. So she was asked about what she thought the cryptocurrency regulations should look like because remember the uh, there's been a lot of discussion of this so-called infrastructure bill one trillion dollar infrastructure bill that has now passed the senate it's going to the house so it's not a done deal yet but you know you can expect if you know if anything the house is going to add more spending to it oh, so, of course uh so there's a lot of money that's uh, that's being spent on so-called infrastructure and some of these things include regulations on the cryptocurrency uh, world And so that's why she was talking with Bloomberg. Quote, this is what she says. If people are going to be out there trading it, there needs to be a cop on the beat. Because when, because we love it when cops are around. I mean, they really help people. Yeah, we need cops everywhere. Because when there's not a cop on the beat in any market, then it's the small traders who get cheated. And that's always what worries me. You know what will cheat the small traders? What in it? What always 
cheats the little guy is bailouts. Whenever the uh, banks got bailed out in 2008, all it did was steal from the average American uh, holding the the dollar. Whenever they just, you know, make new numbers on the computer or just what we call printing money, right? Whenever they do that, it's devaluing what's in your pocket. So, you know, if they want to throw money at this, if they want to throw money at cryptocurrencies, it says two things to me. Well, one, good. Throw more money at it. It's going to make what I have worth more. Uh, And also, I think it's, it's, I think they're doing a transition. I think they're transitioning away from uh, the uh, physical currents with fiat into the crypto, into something that, you know, everyone's going to eventually be on it, you know? Well, but that's not what the state wants. The government wants their, they want their own digital currency. Right. They want what's called a central bank digital currency or Mm -hmm. CBDC. Different from what we're used to with cryptocurrency. Very different because it's not crypto. It's not crypto, cryptographically secure. It's not private. Right. Uh, it's not open source. It's not any of the things that is cryptocurrency. It is totally controlled, totally centralized, and it's going to it's going to allow them, if they, especially if they get rid of cash. Like if they mm-hmm. have a transit, you know, transitionary period of like I don't know five or ten years or something, they come out with a CBDC and they say, all right, well, you can keep using cash until. 2025 or 2028 right. or something like that and uh, but you know you need to trade in your cash and we'll tell you what if you trade in your cash uh you know give us a hundred dollars in cash we'll give you a hundred and ten dollars in cbdc's they could incentivize it yeah uh also giving away welfare payments in the new cbdc in the new digital dollar oh you you know you want to sign up for the new bailout or whatever you're going to get the the fourteen hundred dollar check or the two thousand dollar check well we don't give checks out anymore sorry if you want to get the welfare you're going to have to get the new federal federal reserve digital wallet or whatever so that hasn't happened yet but that's yeah. what they're talking is one of the things they're talking about now they're not going to warren's not talking about that in this particular story she's addressing cryptocurrencies gotcha. she wants a so-called cop on the beat she continued saying quote this is about putting some basic rules in place so that anyone can trade with just some basic confidence that the biggest kinds of scams will have a cop on the beat to blow the whistle and put a stop to it <laughs> What a load. As though any cops have stopped all of the scams, the financial scams we touched on earlier with these, you know, scam artists calling your phone and claiming to be from the IRS or the Social Security Administration. Well, not even that. What about civil asset forfeiture, right? They literally steal your money. Like That's when it's actually the government taking your money. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to make it ironic. Well, they sure as hell aren't going to stop doing that. Uh, responding to a question specifically about what she thought the biggest upside and downsides were to cryptocurrency, she said, quote, the biggest upside to cryptocurrency would be expansion or democratization of access to the financial system. So it's nice that she can, you know, positively comment about cryptocurrency. She's not completely uh, anti Well, what does that even mean, democratization? The idea would be that it puts the people in charge of money. Okay. Um, you know, I'm sure she looks at it more of a democracy sort of thing of people voting on stuff or whatever. And and that happens within cryptocurrencies. You can join, uh, for instance, Dash was the first what they call decentralized autonomous organization, which what I guess you could say they were the first successful decentralized autonomous organization. It's uh, allows the Dash, what they call masternodes, to put in proposals to the Dash masternode community. And then they there's like 4,500 of these people, basically, and all of them have at least 1,000 Dash, which right now is, you know, that's a fair amount of money. Yeah. It's like $150,000 or something like that's worth a Dash. 
and they all get to vote on these proposals of okay well there's this 10 percent of every mining reward all the dash that gets mined into existence goes into this promotional budget basically and the dash masternodes they vote on whether or not this should be spent over here like they've advertise dash in venezuela or they might have like a dash race car in some mm-hmm. you know uh nascar or whatever right or put a dash advertisement on an airplane yeah. there's there's all kinds of things oh, yeah, i've done. seen these yeah have you seen the actual advertisement and uh, i mean I, i've no i've heard that dash is like plastering it everywhere like you know and, and paying paying for it to be on yeah at one point uh matt our normal thursday night co-host called me up and he said, I just saw a Dash ad. This was years ago. He said, I just was, I'm on, I'm on an airplane. I just saw a Dash ad on like the little in-screen monitors that are your in-seat monitors. So yeah, they've done stuff like that. The, so. the one thing I have noticed that uh, commonly with the Dash, uh, which was unusual, is like if you type in like crypto on like a GIF, you know, you're trying to put a GIF in a GIF the chat. Search. Yeah, you do crypto. It's going to, it's going to show dash hmm. yeah a lot of that a lot of dash and bitcoin of course but but these votes are voluntary these votes are you know a choice you can choose to be involved in these decentralized right. systems uh, shapeshift for instance just went into a mode where they're now shifting out of being a corporation and becoming a decentralized autonomous organization so shapeshift actually they just had a um I, as i understand it, a meeting today They've been having these things that, on how to decentralize, how to go from being a centralized corporation, which is what they've been for the last half a decade, to a non-company, a thing that is like not owned by anyone, but yet controlled by thousands of people. This idea of a DAO or a decentralized autonomous organization. And what they did was they gave out tokens called the Fox Token to all of their customers essentially and they gave some to like their employees and you know people that are involved in in shapeshift in some way shape or form yeah. and everybody's got these tokens and it allows them to essentially vote on proposals to have you know whatever like oh we want to hire this person to do this work on the system sort of like what elizabeth warren's saying with this democratic that's the democratization, democratization. Of the financial system and and what we don't need though is what she wants of course which is control the, the government to have control over these things. now are they quoting her in this article uh of her saying crypto because crypto yes. implies you know uh anonymous and you know, not able to be seen, right? It implies that. However, as we know, a lot of these cryptocurrencies are public. So let's not call them digital currencies. <laughs> That's what I think. Well, but they're still cryptographically based. I mean, uh, yeah. They're, so- yeah. they're solid as far as the math is concerned. They can't be hacked. All right, you can call in with whatever is on your mind, or you can talk about what we're talking about. 603-283-6160. Talk Live, Talk Radio that you control. 603-283-6160 is the number you need to get on the show with us tonight. That's 603-283-6160. And right now, currently, we're talking about psychopaths who are running the world into the ground currently, insisting that you need them to help control your money. Yep. That's right. And this latest psychopath is a woman named Elizabeth Warren. And she is a, I guess, senator from Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. 
bad news. You know, of course, every senator is bad news. Rand Paul's probably the least bad of them, and even he ain't that great. Uh, by the way, did you hear Rand Paul got taken off of YouTube? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, yeah apparently, crazy. as a doctor, he has opinions about yeah. COVID, and, uh, well, they don't match up with the government's official opinion, so YouTube banned him for like no, two no. weeks. No, science has been settled. <laughs> that's, that's what they keep telling us. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at a news.bitcoin.com story about Elizabeth Warren and what she has to say about cryptocurrency. She says there needs to be a cop on the beat to protect people from getting cheated. I just hate when politicians try to sound relatable or cool. Like, who says that? We need a cop on the beat. In her case, uh, she probably is a cop lover. Uh, you know, no, cop, no amount of cops is enough cops. They want to have more. Oh, yeah. They always want more cops. They want more toys. They want more bear cats. They want more bombs. They want more guns. As long as it's in their hands, then that's okay. No, it's funny is that she has a, a big Antifa uh, support group. Does she? She does. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, so she talks about the upsides and the downsides of cryptocurrency, according to her. So she says the biggest upside could be expansion or democratization of access to the financial system. And then she also says, right now in the United States, we have tens of millions of people who are either unbanked or underbanked, which means they have to go to the check cashers to pay 3% of their paycheck just to get their cash. They have to pay money in an order to make a payment on the utilities or to pay the rent payment, and that's costing these people a lot. And she's right about that. I mean, it is not easy to be a poor person and unbanked in the United States, where You've got to pay through the nose for these other services. Well, it sounds like a banking cartel problem, not a cryptocurrency problem. Well, you're absolutely right. And and she's identifying the problem is being identified correctly. The, the, although she's not blaming the banks for it. she That's ultimately who is at fault. These these old money financial systems, the, the Western unions, the bankers, uh, the money grams of the world, these services are expensive and it just means if you're poor you're paying through the nose for these basic just like getting things done basically getting your money from your paycheck yeah paying the rent paying the water bill uh, she says it's possible that moving to a digital currency system or i should say expanding to a digital currency system could bring in more people and there are a lot of different ways that that could be designed yeah here's where she starts saying digital currency instead of crypto yeah, and that's that's a good point. That's what you were asking yeah. about earlier, Joa, is is she talking about cryptocurrency or is she talking about digital currency? Now, whether she knows the difference, we don't know. But she does use the term cryptocurrency at one point, and then she switches to using the term digital currency. And that may be because she does know the difference and she wants to conflate the two yeah. and make the two sound like they're the same thing. It's all by design. Because they want people to get on the government's currency. Right. They want... when. Or if or when the federal government comes out with its own, the Federal Reserve digital currency, they're going to be pimping that hard. Yeah, they want to ride the um, currently mainstream hype around cryptocurrency and they want to make it seem like it's the same thing. We made our own and we made it better because it's the government and you love us. She then says the downside to cryptocurrency is so long as it's an unregulated system, you might be pulling in more people so they can get cheated. And that's not what we want. She says, no, they want to do the cheating. Right. This, the, the regulated system we have now has been cheating for hundreds of years or a hundred years. Wait, since 1913? <laughs> since the creation of the yeah. Federal Reserve. Yeah, right? exactly. 
Although I think didn't Lincoln screw people over before that with some kind of fake? Oh, the green, the greenback. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She warned the bigger the current cryptocurrency market gets, the more it stays outside of the and the more it stays outside of the financial system, the more we could be facing another financial crash similar to the one in 2008, which was actually the reason why Satoshi Nakamoto came out with uh, Bitcoin. He was inspired by the banking debacle of 2008. This seems like um, like reactionary, like like this is something that's probably going to affect her personally like she has like i've been to her house i went to a protest really yeah yeah uh go dr shiva sort of kind of like him but um you know we we went there and protested but she's got this really historical house like it's is it like a mansion is it big it's pretty big yeah Yeah. it's pretty big um and but you know i'm pretty sure that the housing market would not be uh kind to her if it you know crashed you could actually get to it it wasn't like in a gated neighborhood uh, no, no, she wow. had no. She had like a iron, uh, like a iron fence. Yeah. So she's got a big property then. With it's fenced um, off. I wouldn't say it's very big. It's it, it's got a. Uh, I don't know. Um, you can see it from the road. You can see her. You actual can walk house. right up to okay. it. Yeah. I was sticking things in her fence. <laughs> <laughs> she says, if something goes wrong, if there's a run on crypto, <laughs> if there's a problem elsewhere in the economy, I don't want the U.S. taxpayer to be the one who gets called on to back this up. So, yeah, that's why we need bailouts. Wow, what a dumb idiot. Yeah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, what would that even look like? Yeah. How, how, what would a run on crypto look like? But even and- if... Even if that could be done, why would I'm just annoyed because she says we don't want the taxpayers to like bear this burden. So that's why we need to do a bailout. That's the taxpayers bearing the burden. Well, she's saying she doesn't want to do a bailout. Oh, I thought she said there may need to be a bailout. Well, that's what she's saying. She's saying if we don't regulate, basically, she's painting us, you know, a fear, fear filled picture here. She's saying if we don't regulate, there could be a run on crypto. And so therefore, we'd then have to bail them out. We don't want to have to do that. Is what she's saying. <laughs> so she's saying we don't want to bail them out, but we would have to bail them out. But what, what would that even look like? Okay, are they so going to give a bunch of money to the crypto exchanges? I mean, they, they, they don't need money. They are shaking in their boots right now of this transfer of wealth from the powers that be to the to the, to the real people, which yeah, is the individual trying to secure their their wealth, and they, they're scared. Yeah, I understand this story a lot now more since like. Um, the headline, I thought you, she was going to be saying, oh, uh, if there's a run on crypto, we're going to bail them out. I thought that's what she was saying. And now I get what she's saying. She's saying they could. She's, that they she's might. saying that they might have to, like they might need to if there's a run on crypto. But as Edge AKA. CEO Paul Puey, who's gr- a great guy, we've had him on the show a ton of times from crypto conferences, Edge Wallet, uh, the CEO of Edge Wallet, Paul Puey says, quote, you can't have a run on crypto. You can't bail out crypto. You don't need to. That is the why of crypto. But I think now I understand this article a lot more. It's literally just she wants to make uh, the uninitiated scared of crypto. Correct. Yep. People who don't know uh, the intricacies yeah. are going to be scared reading this and they'll think, oh, we don't, we don't want another bailout. In fact, this is probably uh, pointed towards the liberals. I mean, the Republicans, like my parents, oh, if we don't want another bailout. I don't want cryptocurrency because the government's going to have to bail them out. 
Recently, Warren has been pressing for regulation of the crypto sector. She's urged Janet Yellen, who is the Treasury Secretary, to quickly adopt a policy to mitigate crypto's risks. She also asked the chairman of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, to come up with a policy on crypto and for the SEC to use its, quote, full authority, unquote, to regulate cryptocurrency trading. So this woman is not a friend of, you know, of cryptocurrency. She, even though she might be able to identify some of the potential benefits, she also sees it as something that the government needs to have total control over, total regulatory uh, control, and that is very scary. And it's unfortunate because if this government uh, gang is successful in rolling out more regulations, it's just going to drive the crypto industry out of the United States. Crypto is not going away. Right. I, I, you look at crypto, as a, it, it makes us all individuals. We're not centralizing it into these big banks, and that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of us. Not being part of their system. That's right. Another thing I like about crypto um, is just that it ha- has nothing to do with any country. Like you don't have a, you don't have to be, you know, a, a American with the American U.S. dollar, and then people in other country like, oh, what dollars do they spend? Like they could be using Bitcoin just like you. I don't know. Yeah, something it's about truly that international. Is, yeah, something about or that galactic is really like and aliens could come and use it. <laughs> maybe that's where it came from. Well, maybe. maybe when the aliens get here, they'll. Uh, be interested and want to use it. Maybe Satoshi Nakamoto is an alien. I hope he is. Because <laughs> what are they going to do? You know, they can't throw him in jail, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of aliens, um, Joe has an article here for us about aliens. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, all right, look, I'm, I'm going to briefly go over this is that we were supposed to have aliens come here. And today. Yeah, today. Today. Uh, yeah. And uh, so the, uh, they were piggybacking asteroids and all that stuff. This guy from the future is telling us this. Vermin Supreme? I, I wish it was him. <laughs> that would make way more sense <laughs> than this article I was reading. But uh, yeah, I, I, I hope they come here and uh, solve all of our problems because uh, we're not, uh, apparently humans are not very smart. This has been Free Talk. I mean, this is Free Talk Live. This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West, and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret that experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too. Stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class jeremywest.net slash free class free talk live Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. If you want to get on the show with us tonight, talk about whatever you want, 603-283-6160 is the number for you to call. 603-283-6160. 
And in the studio with you tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And it's Ian. And Joa. And so far tonight, we've been talking a lot about cryptocurrency, a lot about the psychopaths who run the world trying to control you. And now we're going to talk about marijuana. Wait a minute. What about the aliens? No. Oh, you can't tease. They, no, can't. They, they didn't come. Well, now, wait a minute. You can't tease I mean, people about hours. this. There's a time traveler, apparently. Yes, there is a time traveler. The, it, well, he's from like 2700, <laughs> right? And he, he came here to tell us that... Came here to create a TikTok account, apparently. <laughs> What's yeah. his name again? He's very <laughs> successful. But at least it gets you thinking. Uh, it's the... Um, uh, what is it? A aesthetic, aesthetic time, warper? time warper. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. The aesthetic <laughs> yeah. time warper. For me, when I hear the word aesthetic, that just sounds like such a like the last few years people like to use that word like, oh, that's so my aesthetic. That's so my the yeah. aesthetic of my Instagram. That just already tells me you're not from the future. I mean, unfortunately, he has a, a lot of views, and people are you know not really paying attention to the right thing. But <laughs> it makes you think though, because like people talk about this constantly that we're gonna have like an alien invasion. You know, like, like Joe Biden talks about it. Yeah, like it's it's not a joke. Like the if there was a people are falling for this mass thing and vaccine thing, mm-hmm. they'd fall for aliens. They would, and there has been a conspiracy theory out there for a while suggesting that the government will sort of create or yeah fake an alien invasion or something in order to seize more power but i mean they just have this really weak ass uh you know disease and they've managed to seize a ton of power i don't think they have to go into faking aliens i mean they've already scared the hell out of people with basically a a modification of the cold i think that when they well it's not really what i think but i think if they were going to use the fake alien thing it would be when they were ready to move into one world order or, like, you know, all the countries working together. Because, like, if aliens showed up, you'd stop caring about China versus Thailand. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. you'd, it would be, like, all of us, you know, fighting the aliens or being taken over by the aliens or whatever. It would suddenly change everyone's perspective. So I think that if they're going to fake the aliens, that's when they're going to do it. Well, the aesthetic time warper, I don't think he's made that prediction, right? He's making all kinds of ridiculous claims. Yes, there's, yes. There's one video. Uh, well, wasn't there something supposed to happen today? Yeah, the, the aliens supposed to come. The aliens are supposed to come. Uh, yeah, the the uh, Nokin, the Nokin aliens, uh, they're supposed to be riding on an asteroid coming to Earth. I mean, we have a couple more hours. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, this is a possibility. It could show up at Woodfest at any moment now. Um, and they could solve all the world's problems. That would be huge. If it is kind of weird that um, WooFest is going on right now. They've been trying to summon aliens, and this well, is they, man is predicting aliens coming. If, if they're coming in on an asteroid, that's something people are going to notice, right? Like, that's not, you know, if an asteroid crashes to Earth, somebody's going to probably see that. Well, they could right? be riding on it by, nearby and just kind of like, hop, hop off. Yeah, hop off. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Is that how space works? I don't really know. They also, uh, the, the, the channel here, I was just looking, because like, I asked you during the break, all right, where, where do I find this channel? So it's on TikTok, <laughs> Aesthetic Time Warper, 651,000 followers, 4.1 million likes, and all it is is just videos of like an ocean or a space thing or whatever, and yeah. then just black and white text over top of it. It's like a super cheap production, and... He makes, or she, or whoever it is, makes all kinds of predictions. And so here's one example of how stupid this is. So this is from six days ago. And it says, this is not a joke. 
within the next three months, a very famous celebrity will pass away. He is in the music industry. Dick Cheney. I'm just kidding. And has been working with... No, he's in the music industry. And he's been working with the wrong people, causing him to be caught up in bad things. And... Wow, that's not vague at all. And it says, remember this video. This will 100% prove I'm a real time traveler. If they kill Kanye, I'm going to revolt. That's when I... That's when I revolt against the government. Right. If this guy wanted to make a prediction, then he should have said who it was. But mm. instead, he just says a famous celebrity in the music industry is going to die within three months. That happens that, all the yeah, time. Yeah, that could happen. No, it can't be Kanye. Kanye is a gay fish, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's oh, South, South this was a South Park episode. Oh. <laughs> I missed that one. Oh, it's funny. All right. <laughs> He's been doing some weird stuff. Like, uh, I mean, I don't follow him closely. I know Bonnie does. but Oh, wait. Actually, it's kind of weird because, what? sorry, what you were about to talk about, his weird um, performances one of them, he was like being hoisted up by strings, like up to the sky, and he was just kind of limp. And I like commented, he was getting taken by aliens. Yeah, I commented. It looked Whoa. like he was getting pulled up by aliens. It's true. Yeah, have you seen any oh, of the the Kanye clips from what he's been doing? Not really. He's got apparently he's rented out the entire Atlanta stadium or something like he's that. He's like living there. He's living in like a little oh, yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and he's throwing concerts there, but they're not really concerts. They're just listening sessions. So he's got a new album that he's come he's coming out with, I guess. I don't think it's Called out yet. Donda. And he plays his album and just like walks around and does stuff. He like do push-ups. He uh, puts a coat over his head and runs around like a ghost. Interesting. He'll just sit it's, there. Seems very alien It's very strange. Very, I would pay money to go watch it. <laughs> I, I, I would wouldn't. <laughs> but uh, you are apparently, there's a lot of people like you, Bonnie, because this place is packed. This stadium is packed full of people watching him just walk around. Like he's not singing, he's not rapping, he's not actually performing. Right. right. He's just hanging around. It's the Kardashian effect. It's very strange. <laughs> so, anyway, this, this uh, t- TikTok is, is ridiculous. The predictions are ridiculous. There's one video where it makes uh, five predictions. One of which already came by. Uh, it already happened on supposedly on the third. It was some sort of did it happen visit by the aliens? And no, it didn't. Oh, didn't I was like, it happened. No. What do you mean? So it the time passed, but the prediction did not come true. Yeah, no, it didn't. So consider oh, well. me a skeptic on this one. Well, you know, it gets us thinking, though. You know, it, it puts us in perspective, right? Like we we're we're so insignificant. Might as well just be an individual. Why join the crowd and go along with what, what everyone else is doing, which is, you know, get the get the jab, the Fauci ouchie, uh, and, and and wear a mask, or even just watching TV or watching sports. Like, do something else. Do something that's going to be really like uh, meaningful in your life and to change things. And uh, and any moment, an alien can come down and abduct you. So you never know. Or the government could abduct you. I, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah, yeah that's pretty good. <laughs> that's far yeah, more the, likely. The FBI is, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> alien to New Hampshire, and they came and abducted Ian and nobody. They nobody, did. our coworker, they're probably, our co-host. They're probably aliens. But I'm glad to hear I that would, they are talking about releasing our co-host nobody, so that's exciting. I would not be surprised if they were aliens. Whenever I was talking to those people, they're just not like people. They they were just so robotic. Like I was like, am I being am I being detained? The guy was just like, 
you're being restrained until we can make sure that we're okay. Everything is going to be safe for us. Like just talking just like mm-hmm. that. I was like, can I get You're my creepy. dog? Don't so, worry about your dog. Ian, you just broke some news. No, she said, she said it on we, the air oh, last we, hour. We, 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 okay. But oh, yeah. this, is, on the air. this is really... Uh, very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And I just wanted to say it again. That nobody is going to be released. He's just waiting now. The judge wants both sides to come uh, yes. to an agreement it's on probably terms. probably going to take weeks. <sighs> yeah, I would say it's probably going to be a couple weeks would be my guess because they're what happened with me, so I was the one released prior to nobody, and it was a similar process where the judge said to both sides, all right, you got he's got to get out. You just got to come up with the terms. And so the prosecution and the defense, you know, they had a meeting, and they came up with whatever, and they wrote it down, and then they both you know, agreed to it, and then the judge signed off on it. Then it was presented to me, and I had to agree to it. Which you know I didn't want to, but I didn't want to stay in jail, so I went ahead and, and signed it. Fair enough. Even though it said I couldn't talk to Mark Edge and I couldn't talk to Melanie and I couldn't talk to Michael Hampton, some of our co-hosts here on Free Talk Live, which is ridiculous, but you know it's better to be out of jail. Something an alien least, would do. At least the light is at the end of the tunnel for nobody. Yeah. And if he's allowed to be back on, hopefully he will be, but we're not sure about that yet. We'll keep you guys updated. Um, but until then, call in six zero three two eight three six one six zero. This is Free Talk Live. to free talk live the call-in talk radio show where you can get on the air and talk about whatever you want in the studio with you tonight it's me bonnie it's ian and joa and the number for you to call in if you want to talk about whatever is on your mind or talk about what we're talking about either way it's 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and i'd just want to thank Izzy for being an amplifier. What's an amplifier, you ask? It's someone who committed to Amplify, which is um, advertise, market, and promote. So help us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. Um, She's a gold member, which, how much does that mean she's giving a month? Ten bucks. Ten bucks a month. So thank you, Izzy, for supporting the show. If you would like to support the show, go to amp.com freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com and let's just go straight to the calls we have david aka buzz lightyear from new mexico calling david what's on your mind is that what he called himself buzz lightyear yeah (laughs) buzz buzz buzzed 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 lightyear Lightyear. Ah, (laughs) cute you should you should say it uh instead of gold member you should say gold member what is that it's from? It's a reference to uh, Goldfinger, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an old movie. Bond. James Bond, yeah. James Bond. The first one? Wasn't James. that the first James Bond, Goldfinger? I don't remember. Okay. Okay, so what was actually on your mind for tonight, <laughs> David? Well, I forgot now, uh, me Bonnie. You said um, alien judges and the mayor of Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, same thing, same thing, really. Um Eddie, oh, let me ask Ian, first of all, did 
did your uh, attorney, I, when I'm in the courtroom, I'm, I'm usually all alone, so I do it myself, but um, and so there's a different style, there's a different tactic. If you're self-represented, you get away with things that attorneys don't. That's true. Did your, yeah. Did your attorney a- ask, uh, you know, say, hey, thanks for the conditions of release and let, let me let my client out of here, but uh, is there any possibility he can uh, talk to Mark Ed so that they can run their radio program? Did he, did he do that? Uh, no, what what he said was that we'd be able to likely claw back some of these restrictions over time. So at some point, we were probably going to put a motion in to the judge to uh, to get that unrestricted, just like we did with Aria at first. So Aria's, you know, I originally couldn't talk to her. Now I can for you know show related stuff. And Got it. So yeah, so that's that's sort of the plan. But we you we can't really do it all at once. Got it. Um. So uh. Soap opera politics, it should be very uh, entertaining to watch. And actually, it's quite an accomplishment. Um, obviously, you know Eddie Aragon, and you can explain who he is to your listeners if you want. Uh, Eddie is the owner of one of our affiliates, Kiva, which is in Albuquerque. Yeah, he, he owns a station that, that plays you guys. He's the only station playing you to Albuquerque, which is half the population of the state of New Mexico, which, which would wow. be a, a potential listener base of a million people through his station. Uh, in Albuquerque, because half the population of the state lives uh, in the Albuquerque metro area or nearby. And um, so he managed, using his radio station legally, to get himself on the ballot for mayor. And it's rather interesting because he didn't uh, he didn't uh, have any plan or any announced plan to do that uh, until this last minute where, um, I mean, election is in the fall, but the there were only um, two viable candidates for mayor that were on the that were on the ballot one is the incumbent democrat uh, tim keller and the other is a democrat uh the sheriff uh, manny gonzalez in in mm. albuquerque Bernalillo county and interesting thing is uh, backstabbing politics in new mexico that uh, the tim keller campaign managed to get uh manny aragon's campaign public financing uh denied based on uh he had they had to get over three thousand petition signatures with a five dollar donation and they managed to get uh many's uh the the incumbents competition uh public financing denied based on uh to my knowledge one fraudulent signature even though he had his full three thousand petitions with five dollar donation let me see if i'm following this so you're saying that if you can get enough petition signatures with $5 donations, then the government will give you campaign money? Yeah, like $600,000, I think it is. Uh, it might, I, might, I might have that figure so wrong. Just to clarify, each of the, the 3,000 signers has to donate $5 a piece? Y- yes. Okay. J- it, just, to, just, to, just to show that you know, you got, you got actual backers, and so if, you're, if you get the 3,000 petition signatures with a five dollar donation you're on the ballot for the mayoral race and you get public financing wow. which i forget yeah, but which so i forget is there was one fraudulent ahead. signature so like how does that work so just one out of all those disqualifies them yes and so that other, sounds like and there was another the opposition could have done that to him yes and there was another allegation that there was another one which is less egregious that the guy the guy manny himself um, was getting gathering the signature, and the guy said, "I'll sign it, uh, but I don't have five bucks." And so Manny said, "I'll give you five bucks." Uh-oh. And so he gave him. Yeah. Can't do that. So huh? 
Apparently, but but a stupid rule. I mean, because you already he already had three thousand plus another three hundred good ones, and then there's these like two that are objectionable. So hold on. So, so gonna- wait, wait, wait. So even if you have more than three thousand, even if you have thirty two hundred signed petitions and thirty one hundred of them are are good, because some of them are bad, that invalidates the whole process. According to these guys' rules, it doesn't wow. seem like good rules, but that's how they're doing it. No, but then and, again, and, and they, state funding of campaigns also doesn't seem like a good thing either. I mean, that is not fair at all well, to where... Well, Go ahead. True, true, but it, but remember, this is a soap opera because there's a whole chain of events because of that. Mm. So, um, uh, uh, first of all, Gonzalez has a recourse because he can appeal it, uh, and he has two appeals, One and one he may have already exhausted, I don't remember... Through, to, to the person that denied him. I don't remember. But the second one is to the district court. So he can still go that direction. But what it's looking like, the consensus is, is that he's not going to get that money and that he doesn't have private money to run a viable election. So what, here, here's where we get back to Eddie Aragon. Okay. So Eddie Aragon, seeing this, um, and remember that the, these, uh, the, the incumbent and the challenger uh, sheriff are both Democrats. Mm-hmm. However, the, the sheriff is, is so conservative that he gets accused of being a closeted Republican. Gotcha. But anyway, so Eddie seeing these, the soap opera uh, line up, what he does is he runs a quick, and I tried calling you, but I didn't get in. He ran, uh, ending uh, two days ago, he ran a three-day marathon to get 3,000 petition signatures to get him on the ballot. And he got, he got like 3,300 signatures. Wow. He's on the ballot as, as the only Republican. So, uh, Amazing. It's going to be an interesting race. The level of corruption, though, I mean, in, in that state, in, in New Mexico, is incredible. I mean, to just be able to take $600,000 in taxpayer money for your campaign just because you've got 3,000 supporters. That's why we need aliens, guys. That is really crazy. Thank you, David, <laughs> for the call. I do appreciate it. 603-283-6160. If you want to get on the show like David, this is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Free Talk Live, talk radio show that you can call in and get whatever is on your mind on the air. It's 603-283-6160. That's the number to call if you want to get on the show with us tonight, talk about what we're talking about, talk about whatever um, you're passionate about recently. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. It's Ian. And Joa. And we've been talking about a whole different array of things today. We've been talking about aliens. Uh, Joe Biden did say, well, he hinted at the aliens were coming. He said, uh, and I quote, when your kids are asking, uh, 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 um, wondering when those aliens are going to show up, 
That's what he said. <laughs> That's right. When are those aliens going to show up here? He said something like that it was so creepy and weird. But anyways, we've been talking about aliens. We can only hope. <laughs> Save us from Joe Biden. Um, so yeah, we maybe can... they'll show him uh, where to go when he goes home to the White House. I guess he just like has a really bad memory and he doesn't know where to go into the entrance. <laughs> really, and this is really sad. Yeah, it is just making America look absolutely weak. I mean, if you want to belong to that system and think that's uh, you're part of that. You're supporting a really bad, bad. The person who owns you, person. supposedly, yeah, you know, is completely. Oh, the the, the greatest president of all time, right? The, the the highest ranked president of all time, guys. It's such a proud moment. I just don't believe that at all. Like, I don't believe most polls I see. I just figure they're all lies. I don't believe the Census Bureau's numbers. I don't believe anything like that that the government uh, puts out or the lamestream media. But I definitely don't believe that Joe Biden is the highest rated president of all time. I feel like almost every president that comes out, they say that about them anyway, except for Trump. Is he the highest rated or the most voted for? No, they, they're saying that he is the highest rated, like, uh, approval rating. Yeah, uh, just wow. people love him. He's the most loved president. There's so something true. that would come out of North Korea. Yeah, like, you for know, sure. Yeah. That's that's why I just don't believe it. That's just so not true. Even my grandma, who's a hardcore liberal, she told me like she's a hardcore Democrat, loves Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told me like I don't want to, but we have to vote for Joe Biden. Like it's not like she likes mm-hmm. him. She just doesn't. Do, people just don't want Trump. Anyways, no, they don't want responsibility of themselves. Is what really it is. Yeah, that, that's what <laughs> ultimately what it is. Um, but legal U.S. marijuana is pouring into Mexico. It's pricey, popular, and has names like. Bubba Kush. Nice. Mexico City. This from cron.com. Not sure what that is. It's like Chronicles, the first word. That's uh, Houston Chronicle. Oh, okay. Usually. It says, in the most sought-after marijuana being trafficked across the U.S.-Mexico border is now the weed entering Mexico, not the weed leaving it. Cannabis sold legally in California is heading south illegally dominating a booming boutique market across Mexico where buying and selling the drug is still outlawed. Mexican dealers flaunt their U.S. products, noting them in bold lettering on menus sent to select clients. Hmm. Importado. Wow. So they imported this weed. Well, I do know someone who had to go to Mexico because he committed a crime here. Mm -hmm. And he told me that the weed he gets there, he has to buy like a huge bag of it and he smokes it all one day and barely gets high. Ah, it's a bummer. Yeah, there was one time I was down there uh, for an Arcapulco, and the taxi driver we have, we kind of had the same taxi driver the couple years in a row because we we knew who he was and like had his phone number. And so I asked him if he could get me some weed, and it was pretty crappy, like you know, pretty low end uh, weed. And uh, you know, at least he got it for me. Well, this is great. It's great to know that they might be getting better weed. Hopefully the, you know, cartel isn't the main people selling it that way. It's just a funny thing to say, like, oh, Mexico is finally getting better weed. (laughs) It is. And and it's a bit of a turnaround because, I mean, during the black market years, the heavy black market years in the United States where there weren't legal states, where there was no medical marijuana, uh, then a lot of the weed that was sold on the streets was coming from Mexico. I mean, hundreds and thousands or whatever pounds of that stuff would come over. And and that was the bulk of the product that was uh, that was on the marketplace. It's and crazy it's to think that maybe the uh, the persecuted people 
the ones that had to escape to Mexico are, are bummed that they don't have good weed. So yeah. they have to start getting up the United States. Well, they should check out the dark net. I suspect you yeah. can still get good weed in Mexico on the dark net. It says traffickers from California load their suitcases with U.S. grown marijuana before hopping on planes to Mexico or walking across the pedestrian border crossing mm. into Tijuana. One car was recently stopped entering Tijuana with 5,600 jars of gummies infused with THC. Oh, man. The active ingredient in marijuana. That's a bummer. I've heard that you can actually cross the border into Mexico without actually going through a border checkpoint. I've heard that. I've I've not tried it, obviously, but I've heard that that's the case. Now, they supposedly want you to kind of check in with them. And I guess if you don't, then they could pull you over in theory. But as I understand it, there's plenty of people that can just like cross over and yeah. have no issues. But and you're saying that they found this, but did they seize it? What did they have? Hmm. They must have seized it. Yeah, they must have seized it. That's they why it's say. in the news. It says one car was recently stopped. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to make a story like that isn't going to make the news because the government let him go. I mean, that's. I guess. Although that would be newsworthy, that's not likely to. Wait, did they even say they arrested him? No, but it says, but relatively few of the southbound traffickers are caught, even Mm -hmm. as their contraband doubles or triples in value as soon as it enters Mexico. Wow, that's interesting. It's completely just uh, flipped around. Not that I really think uh, it's like a good or bad thing. I mean, like, the cartel there. If they're selling it to Mexicans down there, they're probably just doing bad things. Just as I mean, like, if as long as there is, it's not legal everywhere. The cartel, the you know, the black market people have something they can use to do bad things with. Yeah, the one bad thing they're doing is they're not supplying good weed. <laughs> yeah, it is sad. I don't mean just the supplying of weed. I mean like the like taking over people's uh, farms and saying I, like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna work for us and mm. you know stuff like that. But anyways, sure. Well, and of course it's prohibition that encourages that. Yeah, to happen exactly. In the first place, as long as it's not legal, you know, as long as there are governments controlling people and telling them what they can and can't put in their bo- bodies, it's gonna uh, breed crap like that. Remember when Vincente Fox came out against the war on drugs? You remember that? Do you remember that? who that is? He's a former president of Mexico. I think he was president like during the Bush years, if I recall correctly. Yeah, two, two thousand, the year two thousand through two thousand and six, and then of course after he gets out, after he's no longer the president of Mexico, then he comes out against the war on drugs. Then he comes out against you know a prohibition. It's like, hey, a little too little, too late. I mean, it's great that you're right. saying this now, right. but you know it would have been nice if you'd said it during the time when you were the president. So unfortunately. Even though you would think that Mexico would be able to, you know, come to the conclusion, hey, we should legalize weed, they still haven't. It, it, he grew a backbone after he got out. Yeah. Like instead, what they did uh, during like 2013, I can't remember the guy's name, the president's name, but everybody hates him. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he declared a war on the drug dealers and was literally just Mexico was like a war zone for like a year or more. And it would make a lot more sense to just make weed legal instead of like, like the average Mexican hates that guy. I can't remember his mm. name right now. If I was going to guess, he was had, he, they had a big party because he was, he was, uh, he's no longer the president. They had a big party, did, did some drugs. He's like, oh yeah, this isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, how many of these presidents are actually drug users themselves? Oh, sure, sure. You know? Probably all of them. While they're in office. Unless they're aliens and THC doesn't work on their brains like that. Well, oh, at the very bad. at the very least, they're probably doing alcohol. So I mean, most people, 
no matter what position you're in in life, you've probably done something to alter your state of consciousness. It's just these people are hypocrites and they say that, oh, well, they can all alter their states of consciousness. But if anybody else does it, then it should be a crime. I, I don't I don't know anyone out there that believes that Trump never had a sip of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, he makes that claim, doesn't he? Yeah. Wait, I, he I, be- I, he no does? Way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How you could be in like the casino business, how you could be yeah, in the entertainment no business. I was going to say, doesn't he have an alcohol? I, I swear he does. Like Trump liquor or something, something like, like that? Like a champagne. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Maybe just in his hotels or something. I don't know. Well, what do you think? Do you think that all politicians are probably using drugs and they want to keep it from you? This is uh, 603-283-6160. You can call in with your thoughts. Uh, This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, the call-in talk radio show where you can call call in and get your ideas on the air, whatever you want to talk about. It, um, you can't really call tonight because this is the final segment, but if you want to write it down, put you it could. in your phone. We could take on-screen calls. Yeah, I guess we can, but the phone number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Bonnie. And Ian. And Joe. So we've been talking about Mexico, and Joey, you had a story about smuggling, right? Or was it you? No, I didn't. Bonnie. Oh, yeah, I had a story about Somebody smuggling. had a story about smuggling. Now people are smuggling weed into Mexico from the United States instead of the other way around. Well, and it turns out things are a little different there in Mexico on a legal, um, you know, what's the status of uh, cannabis being legal in Mexico? Well, it looks like they've actually had some progress. According to a story in uh, CNN, on June 29th, so this year, Mexico's Supreme Court struck down the laws which criminalized the recreational use of cannabis uh, that week, just a couple weeks ago. The decisive 8-3 to ruling comes after advocates pushed for decriminalization as a means to reduce drug-fueled cartel violence in the country. The court declared the prohibition of cannabis unconstitutional back in 2018, leading lawmakers to move forward on passing a bill. However... The bill signed by the president, uh, or after a bill signed by the president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, struggled to make it through Congress deliberations weeks after the set deadline. The court moved to vote. So obviously things in Mexico are a little different as far as how their political system works. In this case, the court's just you know stepping in to deal with Congress, not doing things in a timely manner. It's kind of interesting to me that uh, anybody who's libertarian wants to move to Texas right now, where they don't even have decrim. And yeah, what's Mexico's up with that? I mean, just like the, as a side note, sorry. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't know why anyone would want to move to Texas, except things are bigger there. I'm from Texas, <laughs> and I love the culture like i wish yeah, there was h-e-b yeah. everywhere i i, I really like grocery liked, store yeah sorry i really love so much about texas like when i get around people that have been there i love you know you can just go off talking about how great texas is for a while but it's definitely not free and i always felt like i had to in living in this big city there i always felt like i had to uh you know 
pretend I was like more liberal than I am. I don't mm. know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just not. It's not free there, and you won't you won't find any libertarians there. You won't find enough libertarians there, especially in the big cities. Anyways, that was Alex Jones. Texas is mid-pack at best. I mean, if you go to freedominthe50states.org, that is the Cato Institute, their study that they do every, I think it's every two years. Uh, They do a study looking at all the 50 states and they, they, you know, they factor in a bunch of different aspects, you know, overall fiscal, regulatory, personal, economic, lawsuit, land, marriage, educational, occupational, victimless crimes, health insurance, alcohol, labor, asset forfeiture, gambling, tobacco, guns, cannabis, cable, incarceration, <laughs> all these different, you know, factors sure. of where, you know, how free a place is. You sounded and, like a, um, an auditor just now, you know. Like. <laughs> and Texas, according to the most recent statistics on freedom in the 50 states, which I believe was 2018 numbers, uh, Texas was number 21. Oh, I meant to say I mean, auctioner, by the way. But Unremarkable. It's going to go up, I think, because uh, September 1st. What happened Con- September 1st? Uh, constitutional carry is In Texas? To, in Texas, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, well, this was uh, past uh, June 15th, I think. Well, if you, if you just look at guns, Texas isn't even... <laughs> man. So the, one of the neat things about this website is you can click on each category and then they give you ranks. So like overall, Texas is number twenty-one, meaning yeah. it is the twenty-one most free state. Twenty-first, mm-hmm. uh, New Hampshire, twenty-first. Thank you. Number New Hampshire and Florida are usually tied for for number one. I think this year, Florida or this most recent numbers, Florida happen to be number one. But when you look at guns, uh, New Hampshire is well. I don't think I think this was actually pre. I think this was pre. Um, you can't open carry in Florida. Yeah, Florida's number 39, so it's very, very poor on, on gun freedom. Yeah, uh, The number one on guns is, according to this, Kansas. Number two, Vermont. How is it even... Th- this is crazy to me that Florida can be number one overall and 39 in guns. Guns are pretty important for freedom. It, would think. It, it, here's a trick with Florida, though. If you want to open carry in Florida, just keep one of those uh, pocketmen, uh, fishermen, the pocket fishermen, okay? And just that? don't walk north. That's the key. What's a pocket fisherman? It's just like, you know, your fishing pole that extends out. So according to the law in, oh. in Florida, that you can't open carry unless you're going fishing. <laughs> so and just, walking south? Well, south, you'll be heading toward water. West, east, true. west, you're heading toward water. Yeah, in Florida. Oh, okay. If you head yeah, north, true. you're not heading toward water. We're <laughs> <laughs> heading toward the lake. So Texas number twenty one overall, but on guns it's number twenty nine. So I mean, this is not a winner as far as anything is concerned. Texas is a mid pack freedoms. It's not freedom oriented, and it's so huge, you can't like one of the benefits of being in New Hampshire is it's small. Mm-hmm. Like if we want to go to the state house, we can drive there in roughly an hour and ten minutes from here in Keene. You know, if you're if you're in the north part of the state, it might take you a couple hours. Mm. But there's no four hour, so, ten hour drives or whatever to get to the state house. We don't have that kind of room. What's determining this ranking then? Like, I, I know that Florida is like if you have to really commit like a horrendous crime to like really serve a lot of time. So is that what they're saying? Is like you can, oh no, you'll you, go no, to you prison can go forever. to prison forever with weed. Yeah, with drugs oh, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they put all kinds of people behind bars for for cannabis there. Yeah, there's there's a lot crazy. of weed there though. Like, you know, I don't know. I I don't personally experience it myself because I don't ever go to Florida, but like I'm pretty sure that they have a lot of wheat there. Yeah, it gets a lot of uh, there's you know it's number one on fiscal freedom apparently. Uh, you can you can check this out when you get. Anyways, a chance. sorry I I took you off tar- topic. I only said that because um 
I just think it's crazy that now Mexico has decriminalization, even if it's only on the possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, here's a, little, growing. here's a little bit more about that. Are they saying you can grow it there? I thought it said like uh, just growing in personal use, but not the market, right? Well, the court voted eight to three for uh, for some level of decriminalization. According to this story at CNN, to obtain cannabis legally in Mexico, citizens must apply for a permit from the country's health regulator, the Federal Commission for Protection Against Health Risks, COFEPRIS. The Supreme Court said once permitted, anybody over 18 years of age can possess up to 28 grams of cannabis, so an ounce uh, of cannabis, according to the Supreme Court, before Mexican citizens were able to access cannabis, but only after filing a court injunction. So their decriminalization means something different than what it means here. There it means you still have to apply for a permit. Here it means that if you get caught, you pay a fine. Right? This so. um, other article that we are reading from cron.com says this July, Mexico's Supreme Court struck down laws which criminalized the cultivation of cannabis hmm. for okay. personal use. That's great. Yeah, it does say here that uh, Mexico will allow cultivation and harvesting of marijuana plants after you obtain a permit from COFEPRIS, according to the Supreme Court. Now, how easy or difficult that process is, that's not clear. The court did rule that minors should not consume cannabis and one should not operate a vehicle or other dangerous activities. I know bribing is pretty big in Mexico, so a little bit of bribing goes a long way. I imagine so. Uh, so there's your uh, your news update out of Canada. Now there are other stories here saying that Canada and or sorry Canada Mexico oh. uh, Mexico's lawmakers could finally legalize marijuana sales next month. This is according to marijuanamoment.net, which is actually a pretty good website if you want to stay up to date on the latest cannabis news from whatever state. So like whenever there's some sort of development, this website Marijuana Moment they they've got it. Uh, so apparently legislators are moving forward with uh, some new legalization bill there in uh, in Mexico. So that's good news without getting into uh, too many of the details. No, so, we were talking about rankings of states and which one's freer. But yeah, what about United States versus Mexico? What do you think is freer? Well, there's actually a uh, there's a study on that and I forget who does it, but it's like the North American Freedom Study or something like that. And yeah. they actually rank all of the Canadian provinces, all of the Mexican states, and all of the United States. Um, and the United States overall is freer than Mexico, according to Okay, that. I, I would say that it comes with more responsibility to live in, like, say, autonomous zones in Mexico. Uh, there's no rules, but you have to be responsible for yourself more. So I think that seems like a lot freer. And I know... Um, uh, we they are, have those? Yeah, we are change. Uh, Luke Vodowski uh, 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 went to these autonomous zones and uh, did a... You know, was it that, I heard about there was one town where they like threw the government out. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, actually to the point where they're kind of anti-free speech in a sense too. Like you can't mm. go in there with any political bumper stickers. Wow. Because you can't be influencing politics. You can't be influencing any sort of government action. Amazing. Is that where uh, Jeff, Jeff Berwick lives? Or? No, yeah. he's in Acapulco unless he moved. Uh, no, but yeah, but he went to this these zones with Luke. Interesting. Okay, well, this has been Free Talk Live. Thanks for listening to us and calling in. Um, we're live every night, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, and you can call in with whatever is on your mind every night. Free Talk Live. 
When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Um...